0: Thank you for joining me, Janine Preston, with another podcast sponsored by H2O Nero, Clean Water Solutions. And my journey today begins with Nkosi. In fact, our journey became, uh, began quite some time ago when I met him about five years ago, and I got involved with a company called Prime Stars. Nkosi's journey was long before mine, and when I met him, I thought, now there's a man with heart, and his heart has continued because now he has a foundation. He heads up a foundation called Youth Start Foundation, and and welcome. Tell me a little bit about thank yourself. Thank you,
1: thank you, thank you, thank you. Super cool. Thank you very much. I'm assuming there's a clap in the background.
0: <laughs> uh, Shall we put some? Awesome,
1: awesome <laughs> to be here. Awesome um, to be here. So thanks for the platform. Yes, Nkosinathi Mashwana is my name. Uh, turned 30 years old last year. Uh, although I still think I'm 29 because I, I had this whole big plan for 30, and then COVID came and I, I couldn't do everything. So until I have that party. Event, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to be 29. That's okay. I'm then.
0: 60, so you're half my age. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and yeah, I'm currently now one of the directors in Youth Start Foundation. Um, I have been working for, or rather in the youth development space for, you know, well over seven, eight, nine years. Um, started a long time ago, always had a big heart for, for young people. And um, coming from Prime Stars, which, in, in my mind, has really been one of the most revolutionary companies when it comes to youth development in the country. Um, and that's been running for about 15 years. I think one of the biggest programs people recognize them for is Take a Girl Child to Work Day. Um, which I continuously talk about because it's just been an incredible program, 18 years, I think. Now. We
0: actually talked about that today on the radio, and really? we said one of the things we need to change about the Take a Girl Child to Work Day is that they need to go to work with entrepreneurs. In other words, mm. go and sit next to the lady selling millies mm. on the corner, go and sit next to the guy <laughs> who's an Uber driver. Good It's not only about a corporate future. Hmm. It's also about what do I need to do when I leave school before I join that corporate. So it's about the entrepreneurial spirit that needs to continue because this country is built on that.
1: That's a fantastic uh, suggestion. So I like that a lot because it speaks to where we're trying to go as well. You know, the beauty of youth development, training, education, I think for people who've been in it for longer than a decade is that you realize that the more people evolve, the more how we do things has to evolve as well. And some of the missing gaps I've seen in you know our system and our classrooms is that the classrooms exactly the same as it was 20, 30 years ago. But the learning, the content has changed. And that's why we haven't seen a major difference and we have different debates around this. But how we got to Youth Start Foundation is, is um, through the legacy of what is Prime Stars, who have been called the private tutor to public education, because essentially the gap that we close through Prime Stars is providing equal access to information, whether you come from an affluent school or you come from a township or rural school. The difference between any young person studying in Santon and one studying in Soweto or in Gahiso where I come from is access to information. Correct. That's it. Your ability is exactly the same. But if you have just more access to information, you you can make better decisions and ultimately get in better positions and ultimately be more competitive and, and, and. So Prime Stars then created these programs around financial literacy, entrepreneurship, math and science, career guidance, but using cinema and the big screen to teach. And that attracted me to Prime Stars. So about six years ago, I joined Prime Stars and I walked in as an intern. OK, so six years ago, I joined Prime Stars, and it attracted me because they had a very different approach to education. And the big thing for me has always been in helping people understand that, especially the beneficiaries, that where you come from doesn't determine how far you can go, you know. And what Prime Stars was doing was providing the same quality of education in terms of content, to a young person in a township area which is the same content you'd get going to a school in Santon, And the big point that you know, I've got to stress and I always stress is that where you come from um, means when, in terms of where you can go doesn't determine it. One. Two, the difference between a learner in a school in Santon that may be more affluent than a learner in Gahiso, Kwamashu, Soweto is the access to information that they have. And when I fundamentally understood that is when I fell in love with Prime Stars more so that they use cinema and entertainment to teach. Because interestingly enough, about three years ago, I went to a talk at Facebook, and they were explaining the evolution of the decreasing attention span of youth Correct. Right, across the world. And the introduction of mobile, the internet, and doing everything on your phone has you know, cut that in half and has made it a fraction of what it used to be. So at that stage, they were saying to us, a youth's or a teen's attention span is as long as the frame of a screen. So if you scroll once, that's, that's his attention span or her attention span. So you can imagine how many people fight for space on the phone, right? Now, we were saying, bring learners to the cinema. Why? You've got to take them out of the communities that they're from. Not because the community is bad, but because we've got to help them understand that there is opportunity out there. An opportunity that's not to uproot you out of where you come from, but to help you build and realize that there is more out there that you can attain. So this cinema experience of taking a young person out of their high school, take, putting them in a bus, I'm driving out of town, I'm going to this new mall, I'm seeing this new space, I'm seeing buildings, skyscrapers, I'm seeing you know, other kids from other schools, you I'm know, um, watching this content on the big screen, and anything you experience on the big screen is never the same. Um, I can tell you that personally as well. And that was one thing. But then the other thing was the impact. Okay, great. You take them out, you show them the content, you've got this fantastic programming, what is the outcome? And that's where you know, I sort of was convinced that I've got to stay in Prime Stars, just seeing from the different programs that have been run, career guidance, matric math and science, financial literacy and entrepreneurship. And the outcomes, I can't say them all because we'll be here until tomorrow, but in career guidance has been about giving a young person access to over 140 career options. Knowing that, you know, being a podcaster is a new career in life, but 10, 15 years ago it wasn't. Expressing, exposing them, rather, to those kind of options. What I do know is our research shows us that the majority of learners in township schools have five career options that they're only exposed to. Usually a doctor or lawyer, because the parents said, if you go these two routes, you'll make you money make and you make you'll money. be okay. Absolutely. A teacher, because usually the teacher's their role model. Either a sports star or a famous person because, you know, there's so much into me, a celebrity. And uh, usually a social worker as well. Those are the five streams, mainly. But when you think of the world, because you've been exposed to so much and I've had the blessings to be exposed to so much, you realize that it's a very, very small um, window to be looking through. So the program is focused on, yes, these are great career options, but there are millions of windows on the. There are so much more on. if you don't There's interest so in so much those. more. Um, and that helps in career choice, subject choice, et cetera. Over 250,000 learners have gone through that program and onto bursaries and learnerships and, and, and. You've got the financial literacy program, which is one of my favorite personally, because you grow up not knowing about building a relationship with money. Because usually your parents, your grandparents, and their grandparents had no money to build their so relationship. <laughs> relationship with. <laughs> exactly. Right? Um, so you, you inherit this debt culture as opposed to inheriting wealth from your parents. Now you deal with the real subjects budgeting, saving, investing, property, and then you extend black tax, living on credit, um, the Instagram lifestyle, right? So spending beyond your means because you want to impress, blesses which is a topic that's never been brought into financial literacy. Which one? Blessers. What is a blesser? So a blesser, uh, I I know all the millennials listening to this know and they're probably chuckling right now, but a blesser is an older guy, well off, right? Who's got a lot of money and he blesses a younger girl with money and cars and an apartment, maybe pays for your fees, pays for your nails, pays for your hair, Send you stuff, sends you away in exchange for sexual relations.
0: Oh my goodness, they used to be called a pimp.
1: That's a blessing. <laughs> yes, right? But the difference so is that's well, why I was confused. You know? So so there was this big blessing phenomenon a few years ago. And it, look, it's still happening. It's an older guy, most probably married, probably has a full family, but he's with someone who's a fraction of his age. But the girl does it because she wants the access to the lifestyle Correct. and the money, right? So. Until our project, it, I mean, we had a huge debate when we were you know, actually putting the project together about the topic of blessings being part of financial literacy, but it is. It is. It, it absolutely
0: is, because right? unless you can teach somebody that that's not, that's not something you should aspire to, uh, it's something you can do yourself, but it may take a bit longer.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. And instant gratification is one of the biggest problems we have as young people, right? We want everything today, uh, not tomorrow. You know, you want that that, that M two, you want that Ferrari, you want the Rolls Royce, you want the Trips overseas, you want it tomorrow.
0: Because to you, especially as a young person, success is equated by how much money you have. They don't equate success to uh, enrichment or fulfilment, or the number uh, of
1: people whose lives you whose lives better. you
0: changed, and and also how much how much you can better somebody's life just by making enough money to have your kids at school, have a good absolutely. car, have a house. Absolutely. So I think you're absolutely right in teaching them that that success is not equated to how much money you have. Absolutely.
1: So it was about making it clear that the need and the want for money ultimately, you know, cannot outweigh your moral standing, right? And bringing this thing right into the center of the argument, because black tax was also a big argument, right? Um, and you can tell me whether there's a, a term for uh, 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 white groups, um, white people in terms of what black tax means. But in our case, Gosnati grew up in the township, finds an opportunity, gets out, right? Makes something of himself and the first thing that he's going to do is pay the money backwards. So they call it Black tax. Right? Ah,
0: I wondered if that was just a new taxation by government. No, no.
1: And I was
0: going to phone Arta as a, 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 and I was going to phone Wayne Duvenage from out and say, Wayne, no. I see there's a new thing called black tax. No, Did you know no, about no, no, it? No. It's a,
1: it's a more colloquial term, um, but it is you know discussed everywhere, and it's really about you know a black person who makes it out of uh, you know the community and uh, you know has to support the, the aunt, the uncle, the sisters, the mother, the grandmother, etc., etc. Now. It's not a bad thing. The difference comes in that where the the amount of, of of money you're giving back is now beginning to to hinder you from doing more for yourself, growing, studying, you know, and and, and getting yourself stable.
0: And when you try and take a little bit more, you're selfish. Because exactly. you're not giving it all back. So you have the guilt complex you have to carry. Exactly. Because you're not giving enough back.
1: Exactly. So all of this is discussing career guidance, um, in, in uh, financial literacy. And I loved it because it was story. So it's an actual film with an actor and actress, a hero's journey, and me as a viewer, as a beneficiary, I'm sitting in a cinema, and I'm looking at this person who looks like me, sounds like me, comes from where I come from in terms of the story setting, has the same challenges as me but they're able to get through the uh, challenges and get to an end result. And using that, at the end of the film, you then build a call to action that then runs into the school so that you can start impacting positive behavioral changes. And I so love that So it's basically
0: model. educating people on how to live your life properly now that you have the basis from which to learn. Because right. it's not always what we learn from our homes. No. It's what our outside influences are.
1: Absolutely. And that program was about financial freedom. freedom. So the outside influences you're talking about we had to also consider because that's the reality of a young person today. And the fourth program before then, I jump into how we got to the foundation was entrepreneurship. I don't have to tell you where the country is right now. You know, almost seventy percent of the youth is unemployed. You know, um, over thirty percent of the country is unemployed. We've got, I think, less than ten percent of the country paying the taxes of hundred percent of the country. Correct. We've got more people on social grants than we do have people who are actually employed. We're in a incredibly difficult position oh and the one that always kills me our debt to gdp ratio i mean i think our debt to gdp ratio now is at about 88 percent if i'm not mistaken so in other words for every rand we make 80 cents goes to paying debt debt correct and then i heard a crazy stat the other day i think we're paying two billion rand a day on interest of loans a day sure so then you ask yourself where does the turnaround come from where does it come from? The private sector is, is really doing their best to hire. Government's doing its best to hire. You've got so many different levers to pull and push. You've got politics in there, socioeconomic challenges, historical challenges, the works. And for us, the, the, the solution lies dead in the center of education and entrepreneurship. Education, because when you think about someone who damages property to make a point or to... Express their frustration. Frustration. They usually damage the property because they can't narrate their frustration. Now, I'd rather come to you and argue with you than, you know, go and destroy the building because you just have to build it with the money that you want. Because to in my sharing. mind, I know that you're <laughs> going to need the building long term, <laughs> but that's because you've got access to some sort of education. Correct. And for me, the difference in making critical decisions one is in education, right? Creative thinking, problem solving, mm-hmm. critical thinking, innovation all in education. Cool. The second then has to do with where are people's livelihoods going to come from? It's, it has to come from you being taught how to be an entrepreneur. And you might not be the next Elon Musk, or maybe let me bring it closer to home. You might not be the next Herman Mashaba. But if your mindset is such that everything you do is to solve problems, you will add value somewhere. Correct. And for the value you add, someone will say, here's a rand, Thank you for the value you've added. Right now, we don't. And teaching. I think
0: it's all about just teaching people the way to think. I'm 60, and when COVID started, I looked around and I said, "What are they going to need most? They're going to need truck mm. drivers." So I went and got my truck driver's license. So I now have a code 14 and a code 10 driver's license, and I'm able to drive a truck. Jeez. So I won't starve because I saw that. There, and I mean, I've never been a truck driver, but I've been mm. a driver for many years. But my need to earn a living drove me to saying, what kind of jobs are there that I'm likely to get work in that I can easily attain? Not easily, but that I don't have to study at varsity or I don't have a long term between achieving it and and going for it. And I think that's where the youth needs to understand. It's not instant gratification. It's Mm -hmm. looking at what kind of jobs are the most required and where should I start heading?
1: Absolutely. What's the the saying? Um, Necessity is the mother of all innovation, right? And so, that's exactly
0: what this is about. And
1: this was this about. And that's what you did. But what got you there to that place of fearless? You know, your your mindset is okay. There's a problem here. I think I can solve it. And that's what you decided. Correct. You, know, you found that you thought to yourself, "Where is there going to be a gap?" But what got you there? Because where you are is where every one of our young people should be. We shouldn't be. Excuse me. Um, in a position where we've got our hands out. Correct. We've got to be in a position where we're asking ourselves, where in this environment can I plug a hole? So I can start charging for plugging that hole. But we're not wired that way. So where did, where did things change for you to decide that I'm going to be wired that way? Because that's going to be important. you know. It's going to help me as well. In, 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 in Well, t- what t-
0: I did was my children, when they went to varsity, when my son went to varsity, he said to me, what should he study? Mm. I said, well, you like IT, so why not go for an IT degree? Mm. And he said, but have you seen the size of the book that gives you the <laughs> options for IT degrees? I said to him, look in that book and then go to the internet and see which job has the least number of applicants in other words how many jobs are available for one particular type of it job Mm. that is what you should study because then you know the likelihood of you getting that job is going to be far greater than just somebody who's going to be and let's say a help desk support one Mm. and there's probably 730 applicants for that particular job so I said, then you know that's sure. something you shouldn't study. Yeah. You should then study something, and he, he really did. He went and studied something that when he finally qualified, I said to him, please, can you tell me what job you can actually do so I can go and tell my friends that's what you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't understand that. Um, so I think that's where, if you're going to be an entrepreneur or you're going to go and study something or you need to come out of, like you're coming to matric and it's sort of saying, what kind of job should I be doing? Do your research on the career sites and see what jobs, especially on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's a perfect profile. You go and have a look at their jobs and you say, right, let's say I want to be a delivery driver. Go and have a look and see which jobs require a Code 14, a PDP, and you'll see how many applicants. There's probably two or three. Wow. There just is not that many qualified Code 14 drivers in this country. My disadvantage is they look at my CV and say, but you've been a writer and a radio presenter. Um, Where's your experience in driving a truck? (laughs) But I haven't let that do me because all my friends who have trucks are starting to teach me and letting me ride in the cab and they're not jotting down the fact that I've got that experience. So I will eventually use the, the degree because I know that that's one of the things that this country is going to need more and more of. And very much the same for young people. That's why I say from the entrepreneur, take a girl, child to to work. Should be from selling sweets on the corner, the barber, the guy who sits under his gazebo and mm-hmm. does his barbershop. Sit with them and hear their stories. They are such inspirational people. Absolutely. I've had them on the radio with me. The, the, the lady who started selling sandwiches – She now owns three stores, hired her people throughout COVID, works on the market on the weekend. And that's her story. And she's not that old. She's probably 29 or 28 or 29. But she was determined to feed her family, feed her mom. There was no stopping her. And (laughs) and that was her journey. But she said if she'd only known when she was younger that she could go and shadow somebody, she wouldn't have had to wait such a long time Mm. to figure out what kind of sandwiches to make on which corner. Because that's also, they don't do their market research. They think, oh, empty corner. Okay, pop up a little stand. And they don't realize that there's no traffic because maybe that's not near a bus stop. Maybe the taxis go right past.
1: Absolutely. Maybe
0: it's not near the train station. They don't know how to put that place Mm. and that market research together. And that's where you come in with the Youth Foundation.
1: So great segue there Um, in terms of if I had known more when I was younger, I would have made a bigger difference, right? Absolutely. So with our entrepreneurship program, that's exactly it. The thinking has been about how do we get more young people leaving school with a critical mindset, problem solving ability, but a commercial mindset, you know? Because usually most entrepreneurs, if you go into the township, are survivalists. Correct. Right? Uh, my grandmother was as well. You know, she, she finished work and she retired, but then she realized that she still needs money. So she didn't she started a spaza. She didn't start the spaza because, you know, she wanted to build this chain of China, spazas. she
0: needed to just she needed bring to in survive and
1: make sure bring in enough money. And most uh, entrepreneurs in the township where we focus are survivalist entrepreneurs. A case of, okay, I had a job, I lost it, I need to make a plan, or I can't find a job, I need to make a plan. And we need to change that for you to walk out with entrepreneurship as an option,
0: Correct. as a career option. As a career option. You know,
1: and where does that begin? Well, if you look at South Africa's ecosystem, we have some fantastic policies. You've got um, you know, incubators. You've got accelerators. You've got funding agencies. You've got the NYDA. You've got CEDA. You've got. You've got. You've got. But why are most of these programs falling flat? You ask yourself. You know, billions and billions and billions of rands have been spent, but the programs aren't They're yielding aren't the kind the of right results, people, you're right? You know? And it's because if you think about Gosnati at thirty, who went through entrepreneurship training from fifteen as a candidate to invest in versus Ngosnati at 30 who lost his job and now is trying to figure out a way to make money. The better candidate is going to be Ngosnati who's been working on it since 15. Correct. So the pipeline of entrepreneurship, the pipeline of young people who see job creation as a tangible option, the pipeline of young people who have a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset, the pipeline of young people who every day they walk out of their place are identifying problems and coming up with solutions to those problems for them to be able to become independent. Those are the kind of young people we need to be developing. We're currently developing a lot of career path young people. And I I say that, sorry. And I say that cautiously because we do need career professionals. But, the concern that I've got is, and, and that we've got and that we've built this program on the back of, is building young entrepreneurs who are focused on entering the job market and creating jobs. The pie, South Africa's pie, in terms of uh, socioeconomic development and getting more people up from uh, lower income to middle income has got to be grown from entrepreneurs, from SMMEs. But the pipeline of entrepreneurs, if you think about the skills value chain, I call it proactive skills investment, Right proactive skills investment. We can map a skills value chain for entrepreneurs, for career professionals, and for intrapreneurs. Someone who's not necessarily going to build a chain of businesses, but will act resourcefully within your business. You can map that skills value chain. What is missing at the beginning? That's the gap that we fill. And that's where the foundation, the, the birth of the foundation came in. One, to say, How do we ensure that the concept of proactive skills investment is taken seriously on a national scale? And two, how do we get to rural communities, further outlying township communities, to expand on the legacy of what Prime Stars has started, but now to deep dive with our beneficiaries? So we've done a lot of this. We've gone wide, extremely well. We've reached over a million beneficiaries over the last 12 years And that's given us incredible learnings, fantastic research, strong testimonials, but also constructive criticism on how we can improve. The foundation's job is to take that wide reach and begin deep diving. So each beneficiary gets more of an interaction with us. Even though we're going wider, we've got to tap in for a longer period. We've got to support a metric beneficiary to get into bursaries or to get into learnerships or to get into opportunities. We've got to support our young entrepreneurs to get into incubation, to get into mentorship and to be partnered with entrepreneurs, right? So the foundation is about deep diving. And there's no one who's doing what we're doing right now. It's a hybrid implementation for the very first time ever. Prime Stars has been known for their cinema education model. That's where they got the concept of being the private tutor to public education. The foundation has now found the the sweet spot in South African education. The the next growth Path or the next growth trajectory in South Africa when it comes to education is the marriage of face-to-face learning and digital learning. Yeah, because that had a
0: change in a pandemic.
1: But the issue is there's been a push and pull between face-to-face and online. And in the pandemic, everyone, everyone was convinced that going online is, is the way to go. Convinced. We're in a pandemic. You've got to go online. It doesn't work that way. I've, I've no. been in school for 12 years and, and I've been taught that being in, in class is the way I learn. With a learner to my right and a learner to my left and a teacher in front of me and I wear a uniform. That's, that's the behavioral change. I mean, the behavioral understanding I've got. And overnight, do you expect me and my teacher to look at a screen and get the same results? No. First, we don't even have spectrum. Connectivity is limited in poor. the areas we're going into. Correct. Data. I mean, geez. Data. We don't even have Data. Right, and, we, and, and in laptops, computer centers, they're not available in our schools. So how are we going to immediately go online? But in the same argument, globally, to be competitive, you need to be able to be digitally literate. So we then found, from the research we got last year in the program we ran, Saving the Class of 2020, having 20,000 metric students in cinemas nationally, no COVID cases, over 4,000 students in rural schools, no COVID cases, over 19,000 digital downloads of our revision notes. We then found that the hybrid model is a sweet spot for the country. So the foundation is building that model to bring proactive skills investment to corporates around the country, models that speak to their long-term staffing plans, but also that speak to the country's long-term national development plans and creating entrepreneurs and making sure the economic pie can grow so that more people can access it. How are we going to do it? The marriage between face-to-face learning and digital.
0: Now that's going to be an interesting one. And how do you plan to do that? Has the foundation already started working on that? Is it something, when did it start? And when? And how do you see the journey from the start to where its first implementation will show the fruits of your labor?
1: So the U-Start Foundation was started officially in 2018. We've got our social development recognition, Section 18A recognition, and we've got a very good board, strong board led by uh, Mr. Faku, um, who runs Kalulu Investments, that's C-A-L-U-L-O, you're welcome to uh, Google that, and um, um, we're also well supported by Mr. Sipo who's the current chairman of SESOL, uh, Ms. Fatima Newman, who's an exec member at EOH, and others. So firstly, from a governance um, and leadership perspective, we got that together, right? The second step in the strategy was then to establish ourselves in the market and ensure that different stakeholders, government, the private sector, uh, the school society, then know who we are, the legacy we've built through Prime Stars, and the plan to go forward. And we did that through 2018, 2019. Now, our medium to long-term plans, let's say about three years, were to introduce a fully fledged rollout of this hybrid model I speak of. But when the pandemic hit, these three uh, plans had to become three-month plans. Correct. And a lot of companies found themselves in that position. So the first time we implemented such a model where we speak both to -to face-to-face teaching as well as as supplementation from online was with our Saving the Class of 2020 initiative. That program was built off of the back of a campaign we launched under the foundation called Education is a COVID-19 Response. And that was to ensure that as much as we are all and I say we are all because we did it as well investing in um food parcels and p p e we've got to also give young people the 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 ability um to be supported past the pandemic
0: correct because the pandemic will come to an end right at some point so um, what happens afterwards yeah. there's there' there's, there's got to be a day after
1: there's got to be a day after. So our thinking was, yes, we have to get through the tough times. And we did it as well. Distributed thousands of masks, thousands of sanitizers, et cetera, et cetera. But we've got to give them something that they can use sustainably past the pandemic. And that's why we brought education back into the spotlight. And I, I drove a very, very strong media campaign last year. Um, and now that you're on, I definitely want to be back here to drive our campaign again. That's
0: fabulous right. news.
1: Right. So we drove a strong campaign around that, one. Um But then in that programming, the idea was the department is going to have a challenge with matriculants this year because the majority of students won't be able to study during lockdown. Majority of students in public schools don't have access to data, don't have access to connectivity, the teachers themselves. So they lost out about 40% of their curriculum last year. And that was the perfect time for us to then test this hybrid model. Now, it worked well uh, from a face-to-face perspective, cinema, rural schools. We had incredible numbers. We built a pop-up online platform so we can start building the data and seeing what works and what doesn't. The uptake wasn't as good. There was uptake. Uh, I think we allocated, um, of, the, of the licenses we allocated free of charge to the user and it was zero rated by Celsius. We had a 10% up- uptake of the capacity we had made available. Wow. 10%. One would
0: have thought it would be 100% or
1: 110%. 110% because we're struggling, we're struggling, we're struggling. Correct. Here's a free resource. And, and when I say free resource, it was really well researched. We had over 80 revision videos on the entire math and science curriculum with references, with revision notes, with memos, past papers, all in one place, free of charge if you got a CELC, uh, SIM card. But we had a 10% uptake, and that told us something. So we started doing our research. And the challenge wasn't the hunger to want to use it, it was one not understanding how they can leverage the online processes. Two, being intimidated by going online because I might not understand and I'll feel stupid and, and, and. And three, we we just don't have the resources. So I had a, funny enough, I had a 300% uptake on cinema and rural. We had had more schools than we could accommodate. I had a 10% uptake for online. But then we realized that the two have to work together.
0: Correct. Because Have we, to. in this, in, especially in our country, yes, the guys can watch TikTok videos on their phone, mm. but that doesn't make them interactive. Because you'll notice mm. that when I talk to you, I talk to you via WhatsApp message. Correct. Or I'll phone you. But how often do we use video? I don't Jeez. use video at all. Oh, so when I want to phone my son, even in the UK, we mm. speak on. Audio, and mm. yet we can use video because mm. he's obviously got a strong signal. Mm. I've got a, a, a Wi Fi at home, so we can talk, but we very seldom use video. If I want to phone him, I'll quickly just dial him and phone him, just like the old way of speaking. Now, looking at the educational model, that's very much the same. Mm. I'm used to sitting opposite you and right. talking to you. Right. Um, that's my call to action, if you like. At school, I've got the kids next to me, and we all create a team of yep. throwing paper balls at each other <laughs> and and that 's my that 's where I get my spirit. My spirit comes from those around me, good yeah. or bad yeah um, now you 've moved into a digital space i 'm sitting at home where i 'm not used to being it 's not school holidays Now I have to force myself to get off the couch and come and sit at my desk and talk to someone and, and i don 't know how to do that even with my phone because generally my phone is cracked i 've got a crack like a spider web across yeah. my screen yeah and i can 't see what 's there because yeah. I, I use my phone to take a photo and send it to my friend or Or to be it's text. It's not video. Now you're asking me to download all these science videos that are driven for visual are not driven for audio. Which is why I'm saying to you this audio podcast that Mm. I've started It reaches far more people because you can yeah. listen to it on the way to work. You can mm. pop it into your, um, your radio because mm. you know all the cars have got – even the sure. taxis give you the ability to listen because you wear headphones. Wow. But you can't use your screen because the sun is coming through your window. How are you going to study if you're traveling to, I don't know, um, whether you're going to do some work for someone or you're in a taxi going to a friend? You can't watch your screen. You have to be listening to something because you're wearing headphones. Look at how many people wear headphones. Absolutely. Just drive on the road and you see all these people wearing headphones because audio is so strong. (laughs) So if you took those videos and made them audio compatible, whether you're watching or listening, Mm. you will find the uptake will be far greater because my data is also less. Yes, yes. If if I've got, for instance, Vodacom, I've got these prizes where you shake your phone and it gives you 10 megabytes of data. I can listen to three podcasts on ten megabytes, but I can't watch a YouTube video. It chars my entire ten mm, megabytes.
1: The, the megabytes, exactly. So, so that 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 meeting, in fact, that's very interesting because the the, the evolution of our projects to where we've gotten to now with the foundation and where I'm trying to take it, is based on these kind of conversations. So at some point in time, going online was an absolute no no, but we've done it now, and you know now here's a new opportunity. Have you considered podcasting? Ultimately. The, the meeting of minds of all these different opportunities is where the sweet spot is for the next phase of education. And we as a foundation, the Youth Start Foundation, want to be the ones to champion that. So podcasting, we've got to bring on board. Uh, the digital platform, WhatsApp. I'm using WhatsApp now WhatsApp, through API. It's using very well, very well. I mean, tens of thousands And if of you look at something
0: like podcast and just bring it back to audio, you can turn it into any language. Yes. Because I can talk to you in your own language. I don't need to talk to yes. you in English because it's it's. Uh, I can subtitle it in video, but I can actually translate it. I mean, in, by in using audio. any of the translation products that are available, once it's done in one language, you say, can you translate this into Portuguese? Can I Absolutely. translate it into Korsa? Yes, I may not get the clicks right. <laughs> but the fact is I can go through the podcast and just change that language where I need to change it to. And I've suddenly reached probably 30 more people than that one person I was able to mm, reach. It mm.
1: would be interesting for me also to see how uh, podcasts could supplement uh, the, the work we begin in the cinema and extend that, and extend you know, that to a far greater because, reach. Because we're doing a hell of a lot of work in the cinema and I think there's going to be a much, much bigger demand this year. But we're also not naive to the fact that everyone learns differently. So some people learn visually, some learn through sound, others like to write, others like to, you Well, know? I
0: think one of the things that you can possibly look at is when you've heard the audio, mm. you then, if there's a part you don't understand, you then can go to the video. Because you may not have had to do the first three videos because mm. you understood those. Mm. But now you only need the fourth one. I can therefore go to a shopping center or somewhere where I've got access to data just to read the fourth one. Mm. But then I can continue after that until there's something I don't understand again and I need to watch it visually Absolutely. for it to make sense.
1: Absolutely. And I think I have I have actually seen a couple of examples where audio has been used. I mean, radio series is all audio and it's worked. Uh, they still continue to do it. There's series, there's uh, various kinds of programming now running. Uh, from audio so I, th- I think when it's possible when I was a possible. child
0: there was a program called Springbok Radio it, okay. was, it was a radio okay. and it was stories so we used yeah. to have things like squaddies, and we had well, they prowl the empty streets at night you know that, that sort of thing <laughs> yeah. and they had medical file and they had the creaking door was at 10 o'clock we weren't allowed to listen hmm. to that because it was kind of horror stuff oh, wow! I mean if you listen to it now you think really <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know when they told the story they had the banging door so it was like I'm walking out of here and you hear the door banging so your, your whole picture in your mind, if you thought of Jet Jungle and I thought of Jet Jungle, they both had completely different visuals of who that jet jungle was because you had to sit there and imagine those things. Yeah. So radio can play a very big role because when you're driving somewhere, you don't even notice the miles because it's all you're listening to it on the radio as if you were listening to but except you don't have the ads. You don't have the breaking into the – you're listening to a continuous story, which is why Audible Books is so – I listen to mostly podcasts on Audible Books oh. because they have uh, different interviews. So they talk – so different people have different ways of saying something. And if I'm explaining maths or I'm explaining biology, one can be a frog and sort of – and say, I'm this frog, and, and the person can be the person dissecting him as, a, as another persona, and they can talk about it where you're imagining it in your mind. And suddenly you've understood something that you didn't understand before. Mm.
1: I tell you what, we've got a huge, huge campaign this year, which is a second part of uh, Saving the Class of 2020. But it's now called Standing with the Class of 2021, Bigger and Better. Fantastic. And we're looking to reach more beneficiaries, more schools, more communities, more areas. And I think we should put a challenge out. You know, uh, as we did last year, and and I'm going to do it, you know, uh, unapologetically, to make sure that we build the social compact, uh, get government involved, the private sector involved, individuals involved, schools involved, the NGO market involved. And why not explore, you know, voice as another element of our touch points. Last year was cinema, uh, which is our biggest reacher. And will be the same. And it still year. should, I'm, I'm it should never be. I'm very confident about removed. that. Yeah. Um cinema will be huge. I'm hoping to reach about twenty five thousand, thirty thousand attendances if you know the funding can 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 can, come can be uh, secured and quite quickly. Second was the rural schools. The third was the digital with the WhatsApp and the online. The fifth was television. Who's to say we can't introduce a sixth in uh Standing with the class of and you know what I
0: think is, is quite amazing now that we've reached a new a new platform is that you can bring those children in who are studying drama mm. and invite them in to be the the, the people who are explaining that particular... Yeah. I mean, they, they don't have to have a certain look. They don't have to be short, tall, big. No, exactly. They, they have to have a good speaking voice yeah. uh, which is understandable and I can promise you if you put them in a room you're going to have so much fun because mm-hmm. they're going to be explaining something to a fellow student. It's almost like looking at a guy who does maths trying to help a younger student who doesn't understand yeah. maths. So you've got him thinking this, there's got to be a better way for me to tutor you on this um, and bringing them in and making the listening fun and that mm. at the end of the day you think gee I learned that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And how, ex- how exciting would that be? So we just did a report now On last year's programme, how nice would it be this time next year reporting all these different touch points? Six touch points of audio. We've reached double the number of learners. I'd be very excited about that, you know. And maybe we should work together and send uh, we need to send out a call to action. We need to get people behind it, you know. Um, we need to raise seven million Ren by July.
0: Well, 2021. Not, I mean, we can we can do that's that. A, huh, come on, we can do that. <laughs> eh?
1: We can do that. Whether it be triple B E spend, socio economic development spend, enterprise development spend, Section 18A spend, um, we are very thorough about our reporting. We manage our finances extremely closely. Mazaza, our auditors, you know, we never step a line uh, out of line. And I'm serious. Maybe we should, you know, look at uh, putting out a call to action, seeing what we can do, and adding a sixth touch point because ultimately, as I keep saying, the aim of our programming is to reach a lot more beneficiaries. And going forward, we've got to try new things um, and we've got to collaborate. And um, the Youth Start Foundation is, we're here. We're ready to collaborate. And that new frontier of education is really going to come from that sweet spot between digital and face-to-face.
0: And that sounds like a perfect, perfect vision. Thank you. What do that always say? 2020 is perfect vision?
1: <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes! I always say 2020 vision. Eh? Eh? yeah,
0: hindsight is 2020 vision. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, if I want to be a part of this journey, um, how do I find you?
1: Thank you. Um, so easiest way is to email our office, projects at primestars.co.za. That's project with an s at the end. At PrimeStars.co.za, or call us. Love to chat to people. Zero one one four three zero four seven four zero, and we will gladly set up meetings. You know, and and talk about what we can do to work together. So it's not just about us and our vision. It's also about the funders um, and the partners that are you know interested in getting involved. And and we we really 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 need to make a big effort this year because we've also just found out that the grade eleven group of last year are this year's matriculants. Correct. And
0: they're looking to make a bigger impact than last year. Exactly.
1: And they're walking in limping. So we've got to do everything we can to help them. So if you email projects at primestars.co.za, call us uh, 011-430-4740. We'll set up time. Let's make a difference. We really have to stand with the class of 2020 this year. And I think more platforms like these are welcomed. And I want to thank you uh, officially, while people are listening for giving us this platform always being behind us always being innovative energetic you know coming to see you always reminds us that you know th- there's <laughs> always more we can do and i really really appreciate the platform we really really appreciate the platform we appreciate your support you know and people have to come get into into your platform as well Oh, I couldn't agree. And more. however we can add value, we will. You know, we've got the different programs, we've got entrepreneurship that's coming this year. We've got a bunch of interesting entrepreneurs that are gonna be in, in the program. We're focusing on climate change, the green economy, uh youth entrepreneurship in the green economy. So love to bring some of the entrepreneurs in, in here, you know, and, and get onto your show and, and and have an interesting conversation. However, we can add value. I think it's important that we really Lead by example in terms of mutually beneficial collaboration.
0: No, listen, I completely agree. And I think one of the things that we can learn from is a young person's journey to entrepreneurship Mm. because we often only hear the story at the end of the journey or during the journey. Mm. But we very seldom hear somebody saying, I'm about to leave school and I'm going to start my own business.
1: Absolutely. It seems
0: to always yeah. be the I'm going to go and work for a bank. Well, yeah. listen, doll, that's not let <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> the, the, the banks don't the banks don't have jobs anymore. No, anymore. and and corporates are just are starting to let people work from home. They're doing contract work and it means that you need to be more innovative than the person next to you. Absolutely. And Nkosi, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Um I really appreciate the chat and uh, you can get hold of Nkosi Aaron. and what's your full <laughs> name? <laughs>
1: Uh, so, yes, yeah, so it's Nkosnati. And, and, and the of second course. name is. Uh, <laughs> Aaron. Uh, well, it depends how you say so, so, some people say Aaron, some people say Aaron, some people say Aaron, you know. Uh, it depends on where you come from in the world. Eh? All I know is that that was uh, Moses' brother in the in the Bible, and I'll take that name very gladly very with a absolutely. lot of honor. So, um, um, but, yeah, open to, to having conversations, and thank you once again for the No, platform. it's a
0: pleasure. And if you need to get hold of them online, it's www.primestars.co.za. And, of course, on social media, you'll find them under Prime Stars SA on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Correct. And they're always open to chatting to you on any of your social media. And um, I look forward to seeing the result of the program. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Oh, one more. Youth Start Foundation. Uh, you can go online. That's youthstart.org.za. Youthstart.org.za. New, <laughs> new website. <laughs> Looks very nice. Tell me what you think. Check it out. Let me know. I will. I'll
0: definitely it. check it out. All thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, Janine Preston, with another podcast sponsored by H2O Nero, Clean Water Solutions.